Welcome to the Tax Sale Podcast, where tax sale investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a tax sale veteran. I am the leading tax sale expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sale Playbook, founder of the Tax Sale Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this podcast is available on a number of different platforms, including Spotify, Spotify Video, YouTube, and anywhere that podcast can be found. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax-defaulted real estate, after this podcast, just head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com. All right, today I want to touch on tax sell investing in a changing market. Now, I'm not going to sit here and argue semantics about the current market and exactly where it will go, but the market is changing according to the data. We're seeing fewer offers, fewer bidding wars. We're seeing a leveling out or lowering of prices. We're seeing an increase in the days on market before a property is put under contract. We're seeing more contracts fall apart and many other indicators that tell us change is here or is coming very, very soon. Now, if you follow me for any period of time, you likely know my history. Or if you've even read the tax sell playbook, you know that I've been investing in tax defaulted real estate for a long time, since the early 2000s. That includes through the real estate boom followed by the Great Recession in 2008. Now, the reason for that downturn was something like we've never seen before, and it's not the same reason for the downturn that we are seeing or will see in the near future. But the signs are there right now for a changing market, and it's our responsibility to make sure we are prepared. So that brings me to the question that has been filling up my DMs and email inbox daily. Does tax sell investing work in a downturn? Does tax sell investing work in a recession? Should I get into tax sell investing now? Should I wait until the market gets better? The list of questions on the same exact topic are near endless, and I have hundreds of them that I read through. So I'm recording today's podcast to give you my opinion. I'm not an economist. I'm not a financial expert or anything like that, but I'm a guy that makes money off tax default real estate, and I've got a lot of experience doing just that. Now, I just created an entire mini course inside the Tax Sell Academy on this topic, so it's very tough to condense it into one podcast episode, but I'm going to do my best to discuss a few key points with you when it comes to tax sell investing and how market changes factor into it. This is more or less an informational type episode that also will hopefully provide you with some direction as you invest in a changing market. I got five key points I want to discuss. Number one, tax sell investing has a very lengthy history. I get emails all the time from folks that are marketers trying to sell a course or a product or something on a new strategy that they came up with to invest in real estate, some sort of hack that they want me to promote to my audience. Now, most of these either don't work, they're illegal, or best case scenario, they have an extremely short shelf life in the scheme of things. Tax sell investing dates back to ancient times. It's nothing new, it's nothing shiny. And the fact of the matter is, it might not even be exciting enough for some of you folks, but that's okay. 20 years ago, I got into this business and I eventually learned the techniques that continue to propel my business to this day. Absolutely, strategies change, marketing methods and other 
things inside this business do change. But of the tax sale investors that I first met in their early 2000s who were successful then, get this, the large majority of them are still tax sale investors. The other ones have retired. When I see other marketing methods and strategies and hacks coming and going, I'm still over here building my tax sale business non-stop. This is a very sustainable business that'll be around for a long, long time. Now, when you see taxes disappear, when you see real estate taxes disappear, that is, that is time to be a little bit worried. But you know what they say about death and taxes. Those two things will always be there waiting for us. Learn this business one time and you'll have the tools needed for long-term success. Stop chasing the shiny newest hacks to get rich in this business. Learn how to do it properly as a tax sale investor. Number two, remember what we do as tax sale investors. We buy tax defaulted real estate. The bidding often starts at what is owed in taxes, interest, and fees and amounts to a very, very small fraction of the value of that property. Our decision to purchase is typically based on the spread between the bids of our competition, what we're willing to pay, and the value of that property. Sounds pretty obvious, but you can't say that for most other aspects of real estate investing. When you look at a bank-owned home, for example, we must factor in what the bank is owed. We're talking about developing real estate or building spec homes. We must factor in increased material and labor expenses that might not even come with a cap. With wholesaling, we're trying to make a spread that is much, much smaller than tax sales and becomes infinitely more difficult when the market is declining. The list goes on and on. The point is that as a tax sale investor, we have a much larger margin to operate on than most other types of real estate investors. Number three, the concept will always remain the same. It is the micro strategy that changes. So as a tax sale investor, our goal is to buy real estate at a discounted price and then resell or otherwise profit from that investment. As a tax lien investor, we're buying a lien backed with that real estate, hoping to earn interest on our money. It's a pretty simple business. And that's one of the things that I like about it, if I'm honest. The necessity to change our entire business plan simply because a market changes is not necessary. There are countless people out there whose entire business is dependent on the market moving one direction or another. Now, naturally, as a tax investor, we have to make micro adjustments in a downturn. We must pay close attention to values, to stats like days on the market, that kind of stuff. Of course, we should be monitoring the market movements closely anyhow. But if an area begins to drop in value, let's make some changes to our bid amounts accordingly. And we'll discuss this one momentarily, but if our buyer audience drops, let's work to find new buyers. They very, very simple business and the overall approach will always remain the same. Once you learn this business, once you learn how to do it properly and successfully, it's simply a matter of making little tweaks here and there as the market moves around. We don't have to recreate our entire business just because the market dips a little bit. Number four, 
competition from other buyers is going to decrease in a downturn. It happens every single time a market peaks. Those folks that are entirely new to real estate have zero experience, zero training, and want to put forth zero effort will go out, buy a property, wait for the value to increase after a month, and they'll resell it. If they time it correctly, they'll make a few bucks and declare themselves real estate investors. But when the market turns, that practice ends and somebody is stuck holding the bag. Somebody gets stuck with a negative returning investment. And actually, it's quite a few of those new so-called investors. Through a combination of media excitement, excess capital available in the marketplace, low interest loans, and potentially just the fear of missing out, every market peak attracts loads of newbies looking to catch a property on the right side of the valuation curve. But once that downturn happens, those folks disappear very, very quickly, allowing us experienced investors or the new investors willing to put forth the effort to buy properties even cheaper than before. Just as quickly as those auction rooms filled up, they'll be empty. I can vividly remember an auction that I attended in 2006 where there were hundreds of bidders during the market peak. That same exact auction, that same exact jury assembly room by 2009 had less than a dozen people attending. That means lower prices, better selection, and higher margins. Now, we can obviously make the tax sale business work in all market cycles, even with that increased competition. But in a downturn, it makes it a lot easier for us as tax sale investors because we usually have our choice at whatever property we want to purchase. Number five, buyers always exist. And this is something that I did not understand initially during the recession of 2008. See, I'd been capitalizing on an increase of new investors during the boom. When those folks disappear, like I just discussed, I lost all my buyers and I lost all of my income. The problem is not that there were zero buyers. The problem was I was simply focusing my efforts to find buyers in the wrong places. I was marketing properties during a downturn and during a recession the same way that I had been marketing properties during a market peak. And it simply did not work. So I changed marketing strategies and I quickly realized there is always a very large pool of buyers if you know where to look regardless of the market cycle. Now, what I want you to understand is that it might be a little bit different when it comes to marketing to these buyers. What you did during a market peak probably is not going to work as well during a market downturn or a recession when you're looking for your buyers. So you must be willing to change your methods slightly. But I've actually found that some of my most stable, well-funded buyers are the ones that I find during a recession looking to capitalize on a market downturn. So you need to find those folks. One suggestion, find a local career realtor, somebody who's been in the business for decades that works with investors because somebody that works with investors will help set you up with their investors. Obviously, you'll probably have to pay a commission if a deal comes about. But nonetheless, a local career realtor is a great source. Another great source is becoming friends with a lot of financial advisors in your area. 
Folks that have financial advisors typically have capital to invest and they're usually going to be stable enough to take advantage of the opportunities put in front of them during a market recession or downturn. Another great place that's very, very easy, go online, find locals that own 10, 15, 20 rental houses, reach out to them and see exactly what they are buying. And of course, there's a whole bunch of other ways to target people as buyers during a recession. But there you have it. There's five things to take into consideration when it comes to tax sale investing in a downturn. Obviously, we can take each one of these and really expand it quite a bit. But the purpose of today's podcast is to remind you that opportunities exist in all market cycles as a tax sale investor if you take the right approach. That's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Tax Sell Podcast. As always, for more information and for comprehensive step-by-step training, check us out at TaxSellAcademy.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes here on the podcast, please do us a huge favor and leave a positive review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now, as it really helps us out in the podcasting world. Thank you so much for listening and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.